Okay, I get it now. Terrible twos are a real thing. Oh, they are. <laughs> the tantrums and the meltdowns and the big feelings over everything. The throwing himself on the floor and the arched back and banging his head into things. It's a lot. It's like an, exor an exorcism, you know, with, yeah. a, with a little two-year-old. Yeah. But I mean, know. I've done a lot of horror movies. Um, <laughs> that's true. That's would, true. <laughs> you should be very that. prepared for this. For I should <laughs> be, but I'm not. Mama. Welcome, parents, to Raising Amazing. Hi, I'm Dr. Joel Gator Warsh, board-certified pediatrician specializing in integrative medicine. And I'm Serena Vincent. I'm an actor, writer, and new mother. Join us in learning and laughing as we navigate through the messy path of parenthood. And together, let's begin Raising, Raising Amazing. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so, happy belated 4th of July, everyone. Um, we spent our 4th of July out in nature with family in the dirt, in the trees, in the creek, in the lake, and honestly, pretty much zero tantrums. I felt like for this whole terrible two tantrum thing, getting him outside and in nature and hands in the dirt is everything. It does seem to help. I mean, just keeping them occupied in general obviously decreases you know, tantrums, but just getting kids outside in nature in general to where we were meant to be and it's amazing what a little change of scenery can do for them. Right. The issue is, and I'm curious how many parents um, <laughs> uh, um, agree with this. Actually, when I was on that Disney show Stuck in the Middle, there was a lot of like, we had a lot of scenes where it was really hard to get the whole family out of the house and the kids dressed and out of the house. And that was, we had, I had seven kids in the show. But now just getting him out of the house, like I know getting him out of the house and getting him outside and in nature is going to be the thing that's going to like calm him down. But like to get him dressed and to get him sh his shoes on and to chase him and pin him down <laughs> to change the diaper. And uh, that is, it takes like a half hour. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's an event. Are you there yet with it, it, Eli? It, we're not, I mean, I don't know if we're there yet. I mean, sometimes he'll just be running, but I can catch him pretty easily still. So I don't know. Maybe that's fine. But, oh uh, no! We're, we're Very getting, we're, soon, there. <laughs> they're gonna be—he's gonna be like hiding in the kitchen, running this way and running this way. Nobody can see me, and then you have to like figure out how to get him, and it's crazy. And he—and Eli loves going outside. I mean, he asks for it all the time, uh, and and so, you know, I think it's just a natural inclination for kids to to want to be outside. I mean, why not? Right? They want to get sunshine. They want to play. There's there's just there's a lot of fun stuff to do out there in the world, and and we know that it's calming right we know that being outside in nature is calming we forget about it when it comes to to kids but i mean what do you what do adults and you know elderly people do all the time to keep themselves calm they garden right they have flowers and and, and that's what people do to calm their nerves so why would it be any different for kids right <laughs> i mean all kids but specifically toddlers mm -hmm. when you know they can't communicate fully how they're feeling and mm -hmm. You can't just like say, you know, go to your room and read a book for a minute. Like you can't do that. It, we, we have to get them outdoors. And and there's less to tantrum about outside until you tell them to go inside. Until you tell them to go inside. <laughs> I know. And then it's a whole like 30 minute journey to get them to wash their hands and eat dinner and all of the things. Mm -hmm. um, I didn't realize that I would be negotiating so much. If you're if you're not there yet with Eli, just like mm, there's five, some negotiation. Oh, yeah. It's there's like. Some we negotiate everything. 
Yeah, but I think that that's well. I know that's also an important part of uh, a toddler in individuating is is you still want to be there as a parent and you want to give them options, but you just want to minimize those options. So you want to give them you know option A or option B or work work with them. And you don't necessarily want to always tell them what to do. You want to give them some some uh, autonomy choices. and some choices, but within reason. You know, it's, it's you're not giving them. You could choose whatever you want out of the pantry. It's like, do you want a cucumber or do you want an uh, apple, right? And those are two good choices. It doesn't really matter what they choose, but it, they get to choose it. And and that's a very common, uh, helpful technique for parenting just in general, especially with toddlers, is just giving them choices, but within the choices that you like so you can't really fail. Right. Do you want to go inside right now or do you want to go inside in five minutes? I'm mm-hmm. that, that one's working for me and he doesn't understand five minutes yet but or do you want to go inside after you play in the sandbox for a little bit longer plus you you get to realize after a while that they're probably just going to say no to everything no matter what so if you you know give them a little bit of a lead time like what you're saying with like oh do you want to go in in five minutes you want to go now or five minutes no i don't want to go in now okay but then you've at least already kind of pre-warned them Mm -hmm. so maybe there's less of a unhappiness in five minutes but probably it'll still be there anyways (laughs) <laughs> well, I actually have, I, I have realized that like, if, if we don't tell him like what's going to happen and we just like abruptly turn off Cocoa Melon, oh my God, we could do a whole podcast on Cocoa Melon. Have you, <laughs> have you put this on for you? I've, I've seen a little bit of Cocoa Melon. We haven't watched a ton of it yet, but I've seen a little bit. Oh my bit. God. It's, a, <laughs> it's obnoxious, but it's, it, I don't know. It works. And I guess they're learning stuff. Um, but, um, like Good. if we turn it off without the like hey, we're going to turn this off in a minute. And if Mike Mike just, like, shuts it off, massive meltdown for, like, a long time. Yeah, yeah that'll happen. I mean, Eli's into simple simple songs more than Coco Melon, but same basic thing. Yeah. <laughs> so circling back to our horror movie reference from the beginning, <laughs> we have a very special guest today. We have actress, mother, director Danielle Harris with us. You might know her from... Halloween series, um, among many other things. But we sat down and talked with her early, actually, in the pandemic. So she has two toddlers at home, and we spoke with her early. So we are going to hear a little bit of pandemic talk in this interview. But like all the same stuff still applies to now being at home stuck with toddlers. Um, But you know, she is someone also who like every weekend, packs her kids up in an RV and gets them to the desert and gets them playing outside. And I think it's everything for their happiness and their mental health. I know you can speak to that doctor. Yeah, no, I mean, I I couldn't agree more and I'm looking, uh, I can't wait for the episode. So let's get right into it. We have with us today, beautiful actress, producer, director, Danielle Harris. She's also my friend and best known for her fan favorite role, Jamie Lloyd, in the Halloween franchise and Maribeth in the Hatchet series. She's been in Don't Tell Mom, The Babysitter's Dead. You've seen her on Roseanne. She's an incredible actress and, like I said, my good friend. Thank you, Danielle, for being here. Oh, and I wore my Halloween shirt for you today. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I love that, Serena. Thank you for wearing a shirt for me. And most importantly, you are a mother. Danielle is the proud mama of two beautiful boys, Carter, who is four, and Jagger, who is two. Yes, my baby boys. I'm a boy mom at heart, for sure. And I'll take this moment to um, 
give a little shout out to all of our horror fans, which is how we know each other and how we met. So, hey guys and and gals. Yes. Welcome to Raising Amazing. Yeah, thanks so much for for being with us and you mentioned, you know, Serena mentioned the the children at home and a lot of parents during the pandemic have been home with toddlers maybe for a year or longer at this point and and every parent is is struggling right now. Uh, or most parents are struggling right now being stuck at home with those kids. How has it been for you? Has it been exhausting, emotionally draining? How are you doing physically and how's your mental health? Well, I'm on Prozac, so I'm great. (laughs) (laughs) I am all for mental health. I go to therapy once a week. I have for 15 years. That's who I was talking to before you guys on Zoom. So I take care of myself, definitely. Um, I... You know, I think it's, I've given up trying to be a great mom, like trying to be perfect. If my kids want lollipops for breakfast, they're going to get lollipops for breakfast. Like you just, when your kids are stuck in the house and they're screaming and they don't know what's going on and there's chaos, I just don't feel like I need to be so strict and regimented with things. As long as they're happy and they're healthy, I thank God I have a yard so my kids can go outside and play. And they have been, they were able to go back to school because they're in preschool, private school. I live in Ventura County. So they were able to go back to school uh, the end of August. So I've had had some time and I am all for dropping them off at nine in the morning and picking them up at five o'clock. And they seem happy and good and they're being safe and I'm being safe. And it was definitely uh, conflicting trying to figure out if I wanted to send them back and you know how all of that works. I just felt like for, for their mental health, it was something that I, I felt like they needed to have and I needed to have. So yeah. I feel like that was being a good mom by, by making that decision. It's one of the toughest decisions for, for parents right now. I feel like, well, if you have the choice, some people don't have the choice at this point, though most kids are starting to go yeah. back to school and hopefully that will continue as, as things you know, hopefully continue to improve. But was there anything that, that kind of pushed you over, over the top in terms of, you know, when you're making that decision going back and forth? Because I know that every parent is, is thinking, well, you know, I don't want my kids to get sick, but I do care about their, their mental health and being around other kids. I you know, don't want them to bring something home and then either get me sick or get, you know, grandma and grandpa sick. Um, So you're always weighing that back and forth. How was that for you in terms of weighing that decision? You know, it was just trying to be super strict about everything. You know, they take their clothes off before they walk in the house, washing hands. I mean, just like the little things that I could do to keep my sanity, I think, um, and to make sure we are protected because I do have an autoimmune disease. So I was really concerned and my mom's 64. So it was, it was very complicated, but I just felt like they were losing their mind. You know, it's not like they could go to school online. I mean, we tried to do everything, every kind of educational YouTube, you know, of course I started quarantine the first couple of months with like, today we're going to do this. And they even asked the school, like, tell me what your breakdown is. What time do you do what? So I can make sure that I stay on that same schedule. And that just went out the window. My nephew also lives with us. I had five-year-old, a two-year-old and a three-year-old boys in the house. And my mom and my sister and my husband and myself all under one roof. So for Ed's uh, sake, it was important for them to to go back and, and, and risk it essentially and hope and just pray that everyone's being safe. I swore that when I, before I was mom, that I would be a mom that didn't lean on any sort of screen time. And you and I both work and hustle from home or, or we're traveling. And, and I feel like a lot of people now, um, who are just now starting to work from home, realize how complicated it is for that to, to balance that. 
and or travel with your children. Yes. So how much do you lean on screen screen time for your boys to just get things done beyond mm-hmm. when they're not at, at school to get things done, to be on a zoom, to be on a podcast and, and how do you feel about it? You know, it was, it was tricky because I, like you, want a perfect mom, no screen time, only organic. I'm going to cook all your food and blah, blah, <laughs> blah, 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 blah. And that's like, goes right out the window. Um, I just made up rules. Like they can't watch their TV unless they're chewing food while they're watching. So it gets them to eat. And then the other part of me was like, well, that's probably a bad idea because then when they get older, they may not be able to, they may not know how much food they're consuming if they're watching TV while they eat and but it gets them to eat. Otherwise they just zone out. Um, I bought them the, uh, what is it? It's like the Amazon fire TV. Mm-hmm. So I'm more in control. It's, it's educational stuff. There's books, there's, they like to like build puzzles and do that stuff. So I don't, I try to not give them my phone unless it's like a dire emergency, but they'll wake right. up in the middle of the night for my phone. I'm like, it's dark and three in the morning. You're not getting my damn phone. So <laughs> I, I have a hundred percent, you know, listen, you do what you can do. I, I swore I'd never be the mom that gave them it when we went to dinner too, when we would go eat, we haven't been out in a year. Uh, but you know, you, you don't want them. I don't want them screaming. And if they're going to watch something like blippy or, you know, something that they're learning from, and mm-hmm. I feel like they have really learned it's different than when we had TV as kids. I mean, aside from Sesame street and reading rainbow and that kind of stuff, there's a lot more options. I just need to monitor you know, what, what they're watching. YouTube kids is great. So the only thing is it's, it is tricky because they, they, their attention spans so short. It's like, they're, they're moving things so quickly that I get a little bit concerned about, you know, about that. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a different time. It's a, it's, you know, back when, when we were growing up or even a couple of years ago with a pediatrician, we would say, you know, one hour of screen time, that's what we recommend or no more than that. But that's really changed for, you know, most doctors and it's really just, can do reasonably and kids have to be on screens more that's how we're, we're being connected and and so there there's you know different ways that you can use those screens just like you're saying you know, there's lots of educational content out there and if you need it then you need it and if it's helpful then it's helpful and everyone do what they need to do and it doesn't mean that in two or three years from now we're going to be on screens all day but that's just what kids are doing right now that's where a lot of kids are you know, the older ones are learning their school so you just have to do what you need to do and you do the best that you can and you know that it's called you know good enough parenting that's one of the big phrases that's that's come out right now you know you do you don't have to be perfect you just want to make sure that you're doing good enough you need to balance your mental health your kids mental health the reality of the day there's only so many things that that you can do in the day and every kid is different right every kid if you have two kids you can have three kids some people have five kids you have to balance where they are as well and i'm wondering from you you know with the with your children they're they're in different places emotionally and are there some things that you're noticing that are different between them in terms of how they're reacting to the pandemic how you're supporting their emotions or tantrum is one worse than the other and what what are you seeing between you know the differences of ages i feel like my older one has a lot more anxiety that may just be who he is. Uh, one of the, the problems with my younger one going back to school is because of the way the school structure, because of COVID, they don't share anything anymore. They have their own crayons, their own toys, their own section. So when they come home, my little one doesn't understand us to share with his brother because everything is, no, that's mine. No, that's mine. So that's been a really complicated for me to try to sort of navigate through because he's 
too. Like he's supposed to be learning that he has to share everything. And that's just not the case with the way school is. So it's, it's definitely trying to figure out how to, how to redo that when we get home. Um, they, uh, they're both okay. There's, like I said, my older one has anxiety. Uh, some, one of his friends at school told him that everything is, oh, you're, mommy, you're sick. Mommy, you're going to get coronavirus. Mommy, what's dying? Like everything mm-hmm. is just, he's got so much, he wouldn't even, he wouldn't allow me to go, to go pick up Chinese the other day. Cause he told me there was bat soup and I was going to die. I don't know where he got it from or his <gasps> friends, but I was like, he's like, you can't eat Chinese mommy. It's bat soup. I don't want you to die. And I was oh like, my God. <laughs> Oh my God. So now everything is sort of heightened and what is death and who's sick? Is Nana sick? Is, are you sick mommy? You know, so there's, there's a lot of, a lot of that. Um, but also like hygiene's great. Like he brushes his teeth twice a day and he's extra long because he's like, Oh, we're getting rid of my germs. And so he's learning about, you know, taking care of himself. So that's really good. But there's, there's definitely a, 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 a neediness because of anxiety from both of them that makes it difficult because they are 19 months apart. So right now it's like a normal night in my house is a nightmare. The nighttime is difficult because they both want me to sleep with them and they want me to hug them and, and it's cuddle time and it's mommy time and mommy that makes my heart happy. Stay with me, lay with me. Where are you going? Where are you going? Where are you going? So everything is like, I, I can't be out of their eyesight. It's, 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 it's difficult. So I feel like a lot of that being cooped up and everyone else's anxiety about the pandemic has sort of rubbed off on my kid. The little one doesn't know any better. This is how all he's ever known. I think when we do go out into the real world, he's going to be like, what is this? It's going to yeah. be like, you know, coming from a small third world country to like coming to the United States and you're like, oh my God, their car, like, what is this? And, and your boys have each other, which is great, but what are, what kinds of things are you guys doing as a family outside your home to create experiences for them nothing outside of our house unfortunately everything we just recreate inside you know his birthday was this weekend and I got a big bounce house and you know we 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 find things that they love to do we did we do go camping and we talked about that so that's something that that has been really great um being able to get outside and you know we go walk we go take walks and pick up rocks and we paint rocks and you know, they, they definitely are, are learning to be outside a lot. Um, and that's been, that's been wonderful. Uh, I, I really appreciated that not having, not, not having to go to a place, you know, not, I miss going to the aquariums and they miss that stuff, but all the stuff that we've been doing has been free and home and safe. And they've been learning while we've been doing it and painting. And all I bought them for Christmas was like art stuff, art and educational stuff and building things and, you know, my Jagger wants to just sit and rewire cars with my husband and like clean. And I mean, thank God that, that, <laughs> that, that they've been doing a lot of lately. They both love to clean. I'm like, great. I can't like yeah. lo- unload a dishwasher or do the dishes without, I mean, I bought them little dishwashing gloves. Like, Oh, that's a great, that's a great, I do. I have one of those learning towers from Nico and he's obsessed. He, he, he does dishes every morning. It's amazing. <laughs> Mine actually do like the real dishes. Like they pull up a chair to the sink and he wants to wash his own bottles. So yeah, no, I, and we do that too. And, yeah. Amazing. See, that's the kind of stuff that I feel like maybe if there were things to go do and buy outside of the house that we wouldn't be spending the time doing that kind of stuff. So I've been appreciative of that. I wanted to circle back to the point that you made about the anxiety that your kids were feeling. And I think it's really important that you are sharing that and we're talking about that because that's something that I see 
every day in the office. And most people don't realize it's a question that I get all the time. People, you know, parents feel like they're doing something wrong. Is there something going on? And the reality is, you know, every child that I've seen is feeling anxious or depressed or sad. And it depends on the age. Certainly the younger kids don't really know any difference. So if you're talking like a one, two year old, it doesn't seem like it's as, as big of an issue for most of them as it is once you get four and older, they do know what the world was like before. They do miss, being around other kids and their friends, they do see our stress and our anxiety and they do pick up on those things. And yes, other kids are going through the same things. And that's what I wanna really get across. And that's one of the main reasons why we really want to talk about this more is because everybody is stuck at home with their own families and their own, you know, the craziness going on inside their home. And they think it's, you know, it's just them, but it's not. We're all stuck in this together and everyone's going through the same thing in a different way, but we are going, through it together and, and just sharing stories, I think makes people feel better. And also even when we're in the office, just sharing, yeah, you know, I was just talking to a teen five minutes ago, they had the same issues. It's, it's, it's going on everywhere. So I, I think that, you know, I really appreciate you talking about that. And, and we, we have a question from a mom for you. So how do you handle talking about your films with, with your children? <laughs> well, um, so I decided to show one scene in this room that I do my work essentially there's all this scary stuff and I always thought it was funny because my older one would come in and he didn't see any of the scary stuff but there's a picture of me up here where I have a lollipop I mean it's kind of like a not a little bit of a naughty picture but he that's all he noticed was the fact that I had a lollipop and he wanted the lollipop um but since I showed him Halloween four there's one scene that I showed him just so he knows like what mommy does because he'll say like mommy you're going to work you're going to go work on your movie mommy you're reading your book for your movie like he doesn't so he's getting it um because I was so young and I was watching it I thought I, I want him to kind of see but I didn't know exactly what to show him you know mm-hmm. so now he's he definitely um has a a fear unfortunately of sleeping in his room since I showed him this one scene I probably should have picked a better (laughs) where like Michael Myers didn't come out from under the bed and grab me bad on my part but uh, (laughs) so trying to explain to him that uh that he's not real and he's a nice person and it's just make-believe and that's what mommy does for a living she makes believe and pretends and trying to teach him how to pretend you know what pretending is and you know so um it's, it's, he doesn't get it. I mean, he still doesn't get it. So it's, he'll say like, no, Michael Myers isn't real. Oh, Michael Myers isn't real. He's just pretending, but he won't come in my, in the room here because there's like a mannequin and Michael. So, and he, and my little one calls Michael Myers daddy, because if I did a photo shoot and Jagger saw him dressed as Michael Myers, so now he thinks that's his dad. So <laughs> it's just like a whole thing. And a thing. Um, I, I'm I'm hoping that I do movies that my son can watch <laughs> soon, but I think it's going to be a while. I think I'm just going to wait. But he is understanding that like mommy's an actor and mommy's reading a book and going to go do a movie. So you have done a lot of work that's not horror too, though. You have done a lot of comedy. You have you 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 have a beautiful body of work of different things. So yeah, maybe you should next show him a scene of you, you know, being funny somewhere. <laughs> I, think I, I think I need to like. Like Jagger even doesn't remember me as a brunette. Like I showed him oh, a that's picture of me as a brunette, which I only dyed my hair maybe like eight months ago. And he was like, that's not mommy. He thought it was his, his godmom, his aunt Davina. He was like, that's aunt Nina. And I'm like, no, that's mommy. He's like, aunt Nina in the picture. So he doesn't really, I mean, it's like, you know, his, his memory is 
super short. So I think uh, if I do something, I have a TV show, you know, that will be coming out mm-hmm. soon enough or I'm, it's a TV show and I'm look like me. And I think if I look like me and I'm on TV, it might, they might get it. I'm excited to show them something like that. Um, first of all, I want to thank you for being so honest and echoing what Dr. Gator said. Um, parents need to hear this. Like it helps me, it makes me feel better. Not that misery, misery does love company, but not that I want to know that you are suffering too, but it does make, I think every parent feel better that we're not alone in the craziness and the messiness of every single day. And, um, mm-hmm. the anxiety that's coming along with this, you know, I also feel like when we feel anxious, they, they feel anxious and they pick up on pick on. And like, when I feel like I'm itching to get out of the house, like my son starts going crazy too, you know, yes. um, cabin fever, no pun intended. Okay. So we like to make everyone feel uplifted here at raising amazing. And we feel like no matter what's going on, you can always find something that's amazing in your life. So what has been the most amazing thing about motherhood for you? Um, God, there's so many things. Um, m- my heart is just full. I mean, I, I have two kids, both my babies, as you know, were, were IVF. And I just this last week decided to to dissolve my embryos that I have four more because, and it was, I held on to it for a while because I wasn't ready to do that. And I love my kids so much that I don't think I have enough room in my heart for another little person. Like I don't want to let them fall short. I don't, I couldn't split myself any more than I already do because I literally am full. So I think that has, I mean, my greatest accomplishment, my life is complete now. I no idea that this, I always knew that I wanted to be a mom, but this was like next, next, next level. If I knew what, what, what this would bring to my life and also doing things that I didn't have growing up. You know, I didn't, my, I'm a completely different mother than my mother was. I mean, I'm all about like, be dirty, wear your pajamas to school. It's okay that your hair looks a bit like my mom was so strict about that stuff. I just want my kids to be kids and to be loved and to be happy. And they are, and give them those, you know, mantras in the morning and you're sweet and you're kind and you're happy and you're loved and, and they feel it. I mean, they run around like a bunch of loons in the house and they have a great life. And I'm so glad that I have happy children. That's all. And it doesn't take much to make them happy. Nothing. Makes you want to cry. They're the best. Where where can people uh, find you if they want to? learn more or see what's upcoming in your life instagram always i'm on uh it's horror gal i recently launched patreon which it's danielle harris and horror gal so i'm creating a bunch of content for fans and for people people you know getting to know me and i'm getting to know them which has been really lovely actually and uh twitter uh, halloween gal and danielleharris.com awesome thank you so much for awesome. being with us sure thanks for having me i love Danielle Harris, my uh, fellow scream queen mother. It's so fun to, um, I don't know, like watch each other grow up and like see, you know, in, in this business and in this industry. And fun fact, uh, Danielle and I were at a horror convention in Germany and she was secretly pregnant, not showing the fans. And I rubbed her belly and then I got pregnant the next month. Actually, that trip. It was a lucky belly. 
is totally lucky for me. So Danielle Harris is lucky for me. Um, no, but that was great. And again, like all the stuff about the pandemic is so interesting. We're still sort of in it, right? But it, it mm -hmm. really does still apply. It, it's just the best thing for our kids is the best thing for our kids. Yeah, no and, and, and what's going on? You know, at the height of the the pandemic, and hopefully we don't go back into another height of a pandemic. But you know, we're we're certainly still in it to some degree. But it doesn't, you know, at least where we are, it's not as crazy as it was before, um, but really the pandemic brought about more family time and, and about a reprioritizing, reprioritization of, of what we, we feel is important. And, and I think this really brought out, you know, the family togetherness, family bonding time and, and doing things together and also just thinking about health in general. And so when we're, we're talking about toddlers it's just so important to think about all of these these same things like getting outside eating healthy um you know being there with them spending time playing because at the end of the day that's what they really want and, and if we're going to try to avoid as much as we can the the tantrums and the issues that you know we tend to have with kids that bring about the, the stress and the anxiety of parenting then the more we can get them active and tired then you know the fewer problems you're likely to have now, i mean any every situation is different, every kid's different, but we all know that a really tired child is a lot less likely, uh, you know, tired in terms of like they exercise and not just tired, like ready to go to sleep, kind of tired, because that, you know, mm -hmm. we know we have more, more temper tantrums then, but if you, you know, work your kid during the day and you're running around, and you're at the park, you go to the beach, you have a big family event, you know that they're way less likely to have, because they're too busy having fun, that they, they don't think about, you know, the tantrum, so that. Uh, yeah, <laughs> and they're learning, like that's, mm -hmm. it's, you know, it's, it's so it sounds so cheesy but it's true like i'm really seeing the world differently now i'm seeing the world through his eyes i see the beach differently i see the sand differently like i i, I see it all and it you know it's i think it is really important we're all busy but it's important for us parents to take the time and get down mm -hmm. and play with our kids in the dirt you know mm -hmm. and danielle's kids as she said are in daycare and which is awesome. And a lot of kids are in daycare or, or preschool, right? Mm -hmm. Nico is not, um, but whether they are, or they aren't. It's still important when they're home to get them out and engaged and exactly what you just said. That's like Mike and I, our, our goal every single week or and every single day is to tire him out is how many mm -hmm. hikes and walks can we take him on? What can we do to get him to run around? Like even if I'm, I'm taking him to the grocery store with me, I make mm -hmm. I find like an area where he can like run in circles. Or I bring his little scooter and he can ride it through the parking lot when it's safe. Yes, yeah, so we've been having a lot more fun since it's been summertime and you know warmer outside, getting out into nature. And I'm going to make this my thing every day, every weekend to make sure I get this kid's feet and hands in the dirt, in the sand, you know, even if it's just like, you know, digging around a tree in our neighborhood because <laughs> it's everything to save his <laughs> little <laughs> tantrums and, um, and save us from, you know, overreacting horribly when he totally freaks out. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. I agree. Yeah. All right. Let's do better. All of us will keep raising the bar on ourselves so we can raise amazing children. 
thank you all so much for joining us each week. Please be sure to subscribe to the Raising Amazing podcast so you don't miss out on any upcoming episodes. You can also follow us on Instagram at Raising Amazing Podcast to catch any extra fun goodies for you and your kiddos. And if you'd like to submit a question to be featured on the show, you can send in your questions to RaisingAmazingPodcast at gmail.com along with your name and your city. That's it for us for now. We'll catch you next Wednesday on Raising Amazing. Happy parenting. May the force be with you.